everybody, I'm Jeff, and this is Casual Chats in a Parallel Universe. My dad and I have been having daily conversations about family, history, life lessons, movies, news, music, and more. Now we are sharing these chats with you. So welcome to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy. I just find it interesting, you know, how, how, how it all works through the, through the decades. You know, it goes with our idea of reflections and, and looking back and how, you know, how, how the family is formed to me helps create the foundation for, for what we're going to, you know, talk about even further. So why did we decide to do this podcast? Oh, that's where we're starting? No. We're why just, did we decide I'm to do I'm asking it? the question. Why did oh. we decide to do this? Well, I mean, originally I, I felt like, it. you know, you were excited about trying to do this. And I thought it would be, there's a couple of reasons coming from my side anyway. Okay. Uh, one was that you were excited about it and I enjoy talking to you and hanging out. And yeah. So there was that aspect of it. And then the other side of it was, you know, we've always talked about like trying to document at least some part of the family history as well. And so that there would always be some sort of, you know, reference to come back to for, you know, generations to come. Should there be multiple, you know, more generations behind my kids? So, you know, that they know where, because right. really, I mean, beyond you and mom, I mean, we, you know, we don't really, the the family gatherings have, have, kind of gone away they've that we don't really have them and the you know when i was a kid when we had our holidays it was you know it was a large table filled with with people right you know and they were all family and and so now our family gatherings really just consist of my family and you and mom for the most part well that was i think from your your perspective it is we talked from our perspective, it was more personalized approach to just family stuff, our specific family. So I think we took that, and then I had been—I've become a YouTube junkie, right? So I've watched a lot of other people doing, you know, publications, if you want to call it that, on various and sundry different different topics, and we always have opinions. On everything. Sure. And as does everybody at, at this day and age. That's, yeah. Some people are not as, you know, they're not as willing to voice them. They, right. rather, they rather sit behind a keyboard. So they self-censor. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, or they just feel, you know, more comfortable. I see. But we're willing to go public. In, that, in a sense, yes. Oh, I mean, we're okay. still not showing our faces. That's true. So we're well, still, you never know. It's may, still just may. a voice behind the mic, but yeah, but you never know. So we we just decided that uh, we would try to give it a shot and see how this worked out. I mean, just talking about us, our family. Um, you know, not we don't get too personal, but you know, things about our past in general. Talking about things that I think interest any family. And uh, and also current events or things that just are interesting to you and I. Yeah. I think that's a top-level look at what we're trying to do. So would you want to talk about something? 
say something about yourself? I mean, where where'd you come well, from? Well, I mean, I, well, <laughs> I mean, I thought we weren't going to get too personal. Well, now. yeah. Uh, I mean, I actually had I had a question for you to oh, kind of okay. get us kicked off because sure. I, I was thinking about it uh, over the weekend. Um, I'm wearing my. I don't know if you noticed. I'm wearing my Vermont, Vermont hat because uh, I just got back from seeing my daughter off to college on her own up in uh, up at the University of Vermont. So that was that was exciting and interesting and fun and you know seeing seeing the next generation moving on and standing on her own two feet for the most part. Uh, but where where I kind of wanted to start was what I started thinking about was, so you were born 1944. Sorry, should I not have put the year out there? Was that should I not have dated you that for the for the audience that my dad just shuddered at the that's fine at, at the 19. Go ahead, just let let out this person. Yes, stuff. That's yes. Right. Well, I mean, look, you know, that's what people grab onto is right. the personal. Um, so anyway, uh, but my thought was, is what, what, so that was in Philadelphia, right? which is where you were born. So my thought was, what was, uh, uh, my Nana and Papa, their names were Lillian and Milton, uh, Kogler. What drew them to Philadelphia? Were they there for a long period of time? I mean, was that, is that... I don't even remember is that where uh, Milton or my papa, is that where he's from originally? He was born and raised sort of in Philly or or how did, how where did all that? So like I'm kind of going way back. Yeah. Okay. That's, but I, I was thinking, I was also thinking about that over the weekend. You know, anyway, um, yeah, the, the history kind of, obviously there's, you know, the, Two sides of my family, right. so to speak, you know, my mom and and dad, and then of course your mother's uh, two sides. Sure, uh, both are quite interesting, or all four are quite interesting. But uh, the the Kogler side, which is my dad's side, is um, they were um, Eastern European immigrants, not. Not my not my dad, but your your grandparents on the great on, on they would my, be my great grandparents. Your great right, your great grandparents. Um, they were from Eastern Europe for the most part. Well, I guess it's it's somewhat interesting to just think about the the makeup of the family. So Kogler, the Koglers, which is my dad's. Name obviously yes. uh, was there. They were German Im immigrants that came to the U.S. in the 1850s, and then that makes up one quarter of my background, <laughs> and then three quarters of my background is Eastern European Jewish. So it's a mixture of German Lutheran on one side mm. and Eastern European Jewish on the other. Ashkenazi, right? Ashkenazi Jewish, yes. right? And my grandfather, uh, Kogler grandfather, converted to Judaism because they wouldn't, uh, my, I guess my great-grandparents wouldn't allow uh, my grandmother to marry him unless he converted. But they Excuse were me. okay 
with having him as a convert. Well, even, I guess. even though he wasn't, I have you know, I wasn't he wasn't there, so I don't know. He wasn't full Jew. Oh, well, I mean, maybe you heard rumblings that you know it wasn't. No, there wasn't. There was, uh, there was we never really discussed that there. much. No. But but anyhow, so the 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 situation was that my dad, um, my my family, both sides of the family had no really no money at all. Uh, they came from very poor people. Uh, came to the U.S. with really virtually nothing. And I think on my mom's side of the family, they ran a grocery store. And on my... Where was this? Where this was, was in Philadelphia. Oh, in Philadelphia. And on my dad's side, they ran... I think my mother... My, my grandmother ran a boarding house. Uh, I don't think my grandfather really did much of anything. His... But this was the Kogler Hotel? This was Kogler, yeah, Kogler Hotel. Uh, but it wasn't really... It, it wasn't really a hotel. It, it wasn't as everybody would think. It's not, it wasn't like a Marriott. Well, it start, but something. it started out Did as, they have points? Could you... <laughs> was there a... Uh, yeah, they, they had a linkage with American Express oh, and okay. MasterCard. Right, nice. Sure. Yeah. It was hot stuff. Okay. You could be a diamond, platinum. Whatever. Yeah, you could do that. But uh, it started out probably just as a small rooming house maybe four rooms, and then she built that up, and eventually it moved, I think, from Philly to Atlantic City, and that's where my dad grew up, was in Atlantic City. He was born in Philadelphia, but was raised in, in Atlantic City. Okay, so it all so it, it started in Philly. So, Everything okay. started in Philadelphia. So there's, there's roots there. There's, there's big roots there. There's um, uh, his part of my dad's family was uh, – uh, owned an oil company. I mean, he his part of the family wasn't part of the rich side, mm -hmm. but there was a rich side that was in the oil business. Mm -hmm. And they owned a company called Renews It Products, which um, in any event, they, they did chemicals. And, and my dad, as a kid, had a lot of interest in that. And he started working there when he was in his teens, and um, decided he wanted, nobody else had gone to college, but he decided he wanted to go to college, but he couldn't go full time. So he worked for his family in this oil business and uh, went to school at night at Drexel University. Okay. So he graduated from Drexel uh, with a, a degree in chemical engineering. And that's in Maryland? Where's, where's Drexler? No, Drexel's in Philadelphia. Oh, it is in Philadelphia. Yeah. So he graduated from there and uh, he was a chemical engineer and did chemical engineering work at this company, Radbill Oil Company. And um, he was always very entrepreneurial and wanted, this is what I've been told, he was always very entrepreneurial, wanted to get away, get out of Philadelphia and kind of blaze his own trail. So he somehow or another bought a business in, of all places, Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. And that's how we ended up, the family ended up in Jacksonville. I have no earthly idea. I think that the reason why is I think that's where this business was right. that he was able to buy. But you don't know how he... Found out about that. I mean, I'm well, sure I, did. I it know was, it. it wasn't like throwing darts at a dartboard. I'm sure there was no. there was more purpose knowing knowing what I know about 
Papa. There, there, I'm sure there was more purpose to it than just, well, he's, hey, we're going to move to Jacksonville because this business looks interesting. I think he got sold a bill of goods by his uncle is uh, what happened. Okay. now we're And gonna... his uncle was a little bit of a, I don't want to call him a gonna... Salesman? Huh? Snake oil salesman? No, he was just one of these guys that always had something going on, you know. Okay. He, He's a mover and shaker. The, yeah, that would that would describe it. But mainly but mainly for, shaking more than moving. Fortunately or unfortunately, he uh, was convinced my father that this business in Jacksonville, Florida was going to be something good. And it was... It got him down to Florida, and uh, he got started in this in a business down there. I will and say the Koglers have a romanticism with charismatic salesmen. It seems like you mean you get sucked in. Yeah, you've had your dealings with 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 yeah, that's sale, true. With, with and you know, good or bad, but but they they are they they they're very you know persuasive. In their in their uh, ways, and 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 obviously, I think we're hoping we're trusting that you know maybe it's you know you it's like putting a bet on a hand, and you're hoping you're yeah. hoping that that it's gonna pay out for the best, and you're hoping that also I feel like there's a little bit of that that romanticism, there's a little bit of heart in there too, and hoping that maybe that these huh. people have your best interest in mind. Yeah, and I'm and I'm certain I I feel sure that his uncle probably his heart was in the right place. Whether he may have made some money off of my father investing and in buying this business, right. I have no earthly idea. Right, but my guess is. There was something in it for him. Sure. So he, but, so my dad ended up buying this business and it was just, uh, you know, he went, that business lasted for a while. What, I mean, what, what was the business? It was, uh, they did, um, it was, again, in the oil business, it was effectively buying oil from the Navy. This was, you know, you're looking at right after the war and Jacksonville was a huge Military. We're talking about World War II. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, there's sold so, everybody in 1944. I know, but I mean, you know, you look, it's going to be edited and, you know, well, want to. Wait a minute. This sure. is all straight. Oh, we're just, just, oh, we're live right don't, now? Don't we're be live? telling people this oh, is edited. Wow. I'm pulling this, back the curtain a little this bit. This is just straight, you know? straight shooting here. Um, so he was, he basically had bought, he bought used oil from the Navy. Right. And then he would refine that. It's basically filtering, mm -hmm. uh, filtering the oil, and then he would repackage it and sell it right back to the Navy. Sounds like a great idea. Sure. It was. I mean, usually the government play, pays pretty well. For, yeah, for but it was there was a lot of hassle and, you know, there were truckers involved and, you know, we owned trucks and. The drivers and calls in the middle of the night, guys getting drunk, you know, wrecking the trucks and spilling. Oil. So there was a lot of there were a lot of issues. And I think he he finally got fed up with it and decided to go into another business. Sounds like there were a lot of unknown variables, maybe that he well, that his uncle. It's like anything else. To well, it's, I think it's like anything else. You, you know, you think you understand something and it turns out that there's a lot more to it than sure. 
than you had originally thought. Well, whenever there's a human component to it, there's always, I uh, guess so, a lot, a lot more to yeah, it. Yeah, those variables. See, there you go. So he he switched to. Uh, I don't know how he got there, but I think it was again a partner, a guy he had met in Jacksonville, and they went into the Venetian wine business. Okay, that's not a business that you would think about, you know, the Venetian wine business. No, there's but a, they went there's into, a company. I mean, the company that hung our blinds. The to we could give them a plug, but they aren't they aren't paying for it. So, well, you know, we, we don't want to we don't want to do that free plugs. But, Venetian, um, but but Venetian, they but they do well. Venetian blinds back in that day were they very ubiquitous, and so there was a lot. It was opportunity, and the guy that he was with, his partner, was the sales guy, and your grandfather was the manager. The manager. He's, he's the guy. He was the CEO type, right? So he was the money guy, not the money guy, but but he handled the money organizational structure and ran the plant, you know, the people in it that made the Venetian blinds. Anyway, so they, that what was, was the name of the company? Do you know? I don't. Oh, I really don't have no, no recollection. I know where it was in Jacksonville, but I can't, don't remember the, uh, the name of the company, but so they were successful. And then I think they, my dad and uh, his partner had a falling out, and I think my dad had always wanted to be in the construction business, I guess maybe because of his engineering background, who knows, but he got into construction, mainly remodeling of homes, and that was his main business. That's where his, his success was. And uh, would he like flip houses or no? He just he, uh, uh, remodeling back in in the day. This would have been the nineteen fifties into the sixties okay. was a very so basically from your the time you were like an adolescent through your teenage years. Yeah, even I mean from the time I was probably. 10 years old onward, he was in the construction business. And the, the Venetian blind business lent itself to that. Sure. That was a, a step forward because he was working with contractors and, and builders in the Venetian blind business. So he saw opportunities there and decided to get into that business. Right. And he was, he was pretty successful with that. They were very successful and he started... You know, that's when he got into being becoming a private pilot. That's one thing he always had wanted to do was was you know become a pilot, and uh, you know he was one of those guys that if he decided he wanted to do something, then nothing was going to stop him. He would just continue working and until he got he became what he wanted to become. Yeah, he could really make it happen. Whether that was teaching himself to. Uh, to draw or paint or learn a language or something, he would always just, he just had tremendous willpower. You know, you and I have discussed that mm -hmm. many times, amazing willpower. And so he worked at that. And I mean, in, I graduated high school in uh, 1962. And so went to college, I left and, um, 
eventually ended up at Jacksonville University. And he retired from... What do you mean eventually ended up at Jacksonville University? It means I started other places, <laughs> but ended up at Jacksonville University. Well, wait, let's let's get into that. Oh, you want to get into well, that? Well, no, I'm interested in the dynamics. So you have a father who, who obviously is... You know, I, I mean, and I don't know how he was when he was in college, you yeah. know, or he didn't go to college. No, he didn't go to college. Oh, he did. He went to Drexel. Oh, that's right. That's right. You said he put himself. He so took, you're cl- not. This no, is, no, 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 no. This he, is not good. You're not remembering. No, that's what happened okay. I mean, uh, you ago. know, the the audience needs a refresher too. Oh, so. okay. Um, uh, he put himself through night school. Right. Right. So. When when you were in high school, I mean, you've told me that you, you know, that at the time, this tremendous willpower doesn't seem to have translated. Didn't over translate and, to me. And, no. <laughs> wasn't no. passed down. No. To I was, you. Um, I got somebody else's genes. <laughs> but you don't know that. I mean, you don't know how. I mean, was he. Well, there were other he people a, in our family besides my father well, that, well, that didn't achieve as much as he achieved. Sure. So I might have gotten a mixture of their genes. <laughs> but I mean, was he in high, in high school? Was he a, you know, was he a, a, a dedicated student? Did he did he do oh, I, well? Was I he, think he I at think the top of his class? He didn't. He was very uh, he had a speech impediment when he was younger. So he didn't. He stammered, right? Yeah, he stammered. Yeah. And he didn't. Max has, Max does that. Yeah. Well, I think that, but I, who knows the cause? He he stammered, and so he was not a very outgoing person. He wasn't, you know, the leader of the pack. He wasn't, you know, because he didn't. He was uh, embarrassed, I think, at, at talking. And even when I was, I mean, even after the stammering went away, um, and. I guess when he met, you know, my mom, your grandmother, he, I don't think he was stammering at that point, right. but he still was a man of few words. He didn't talk a lot. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, he never. Yeah. yeah. But part of any monster wisdom to yeah. me personally. But he was, but, but getting back to the, he, so, I mean, because of the fact that he was going to night school, I mean, that requires a real commitment because sure. you're working during the day. And then, you know, whether you go to class or you don't, it's that's really totally up to you. Well, I mean, from he, what you're saying, he had made it. I think he had made the decision that he wanted out of where, well, he wasn't, wherever he was. Yeah, he wasn't willing to continue working at low levels. He wanted to get an education so he could move, move up and do bigger and better things. I mean, do you think part of that is... I mean, that being said, like Ron, Ron was very successful. Um, Your uncle Ron, yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, you know, well, he became moved a doctor. California, and yeah, he became a doctor. Um, and how many, how many brothers and sisters did he? Did there he were uh, there was one sister and three brothers. Okay. Yeah, my the my aunt was the oldest child, and then uh, my dad was the next oldest. Uh, then my uncle Ray, and then your Ron, uncle Ronald was the youngest. youngest. And and the sister, she did she pass away sort of at an early age? No, no, no. I thought no, but she. I mean, she died. I think she was in her. 
either 70s or 80s, she got cancer. Were and, you close with her at all? Did you know her? Yeah, fairly close. Yeah, but she but she, she said well, it. she worked for she worked for my dad. She was my oh. she was my dad's um, secretary and his business the various businesses she worked for him in Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, so she moved down to Jacksonville as well. Yeah, yeah. She, I think she, I can't remember. Yeah, she went. I mean, generally she lived in Jacksonville. I think for a period she lived in Orlando. But Jacksonville was her main main location. Why she got there or how she got there, I have no idea. Well, I mean, your dad probably may, he may in have. some way enticed her. He may to have come yeah. down. Yeah. And then what about Ray? What was what was his? Well, my uncle Ray was just one of the. He's just kind of a guy. He just he never accomplished a whole lot. Right. Never got married. He also worked for my dad, and uh, you know had various. On the manufacturing side or, you know, just doing stuff like the Venetian blind business, he'd be one of the guys on the machines that would make the Venetian blinds. So your dad pretty much became the patriarch of the of the. Yeah, I, I think so. Well, my my grandmother was a tough cookie. I mean, she lived into her late 80s. So she was she kind of was still she was always the the head of the family. Right. Uh, but I mean, but that, my dad, hearing that everybody children. came and worked for your dad, I mean, it's not, except it sounds for like, yeah, yeah, except for Ron. And yeah. so what, what was that story? Ron, Ron just, he headed out to, he, I mean, did he head out straight to California or he went to school and. Well, he was in the Navy. He, he, Ron, I think Ron had a, he had a top, tough time finding himself. He didn't go directly from high school into college. He ended up going in the Navy. I can't remember whether he was in World War II or not. But in any, in any event, he he was in the Navy first. And then after he got in the Navy, uh, he decided to go to college. And he went to, I think he also went to Drexel. No, he went to Temple. Sorry. Mm. He went to Temple. and uh, And then after Temple, he went to uh, med school at Temple. So he was and ended up being a uh, psychiatrist, mm -hmm. a graduate psychiatrist. And he that's when he decided to move to California. Was after college. Was after he graduated from college. I think he may have actually gotten a residency. The, his psych psychiatric residency was more than likely at a hospital in California. And so that's how he ended up out there. Interesting. Yeah. And um, let's see on your on your. Uh, my my mom's side of the family, there were five, four brothers, and my mom was the sole female, the sole girl. And again, they were uh, Eastern European immigrants. Uh, came over. I I think it was uh, like the early 1900s. I think my grandmother came uh, from the Ukraine, and I think it was 1902. And she was a kind of a mail order bride. Mm -hmm. uh, she came over and uh, married my grandfather. The story was that they met on the on a uh, wharf down in uh, the Philadelphia uh, pier area, hmm. and uh, my grandfather was introduced to my grandmother, and his comment was, "She'll do." <laughs> so. It was a real romantic meeting 
uh, you know, typical of, a, you know, ethnic uh, marriages. At the, you know, at that time, all marriages were pretty much arranged marriages. Right. So this was a marriage that had been arranged between uh, my grandmother's family and my grandfather's And they family. were Jewish as well. Yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, both sides of the family were Jewish. So my they got married, and there, there were the result of that were you know five children, four boys. It was three boys, then my mom, and then the baby of the family was another boy. And uh, in that family, there were uh, my uncle Henry was uh, ultimately uh, became a, a PhD MD. He mm-hmm. went to the University of he was, Where was he in the in the line of? He was the oldest. He was the oldest. He was the oldest. And he went to, the I don't over, know where he went to. Achiever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he went to undergraduate. He might have gone to, I think he went to Temple undergraduate. And then he went to Penn, University of Pennsylvania and got a master's and a PhD. And then he got an MD after he got his PhD. And he ended up being a researcher. He did some pioneering work in uh, blood freezing at uh, the University of Pennsylvania. Oh. And then the next uh, was my uncle, Eddie. And he ultimately, from what I recall, he became a cutter, which is uh, um, a guy that uh, cuts cloth in a uh, clothing manufacturing company. And he did that for, oh, my God. 35 years. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, he was part of the union and had a pension and so forth, but just worked. I don't know if he worked for the same company, for the, but he was in that that employment for 35, right. 40 years. My uncle Jack was... Uh, also in Philly. All, all everybody this, was, this was, all everybody was in Philadelphia. Then my uncle Jack worked for the government. He was worked for the federal government. He was in somehow is worked in the in customs hmm. in shipping and customs, and again he that's what he did his entire life. Um, and then my mom uh, was a I think she did secretarial work. And did she uh, go to school or she didn't go? She didn't go. To no, college. she didn't go to college. She did, but I mean she graduated high school, right? And became a secretary, and then my uncle. Um, Ben, uh, went, he was in the army and did, uh, he, he did a lot of, uh, research, uh, even when he was in the army on electronics and ultimately got his college degree and went to, I think he worked for, uh, Philco, which at that time was, you know, a very well-known electronics firm. And he was, he was one of the early uh, guys that worked on transistors. This was when transistors were originally invented. This would have been, you know, 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. And so he worked on that. Uh, his, I think his degree was in chemistry. It, I mean, his actual bachelor's degree was in chemistry. And that's what he ended up doing eventually is he created a, uh, what they called a specialty chemicals company. So he would manufacture chemical solutions for various and sundry companies. Yeah, they would come up with something, you know, a special uh, 
chemical combination. Right. And then he would manufacture that for them on a custom basis. And that ended up working out very well. It didn't turn into any mega company, but it was uh, provided a good good living for his family. And and one of his sons took that business over. Is it still in practice today or no? No, no. no. He, uh, I think, David, my cousin, uh, sold them, either sold it or just closed it down. How did the connection happen between Milton and Lillian? How did, where did they, well, first of all, was it like in Philly, was it like a ghetto where, oh, where no. all the, I mean, no, no, where, no, no, no. where they, everyone was living? Like, no, it, no, no. Or they were no. kind of spread out a all ghetto. over. A ghetto? I don't know. No. You know, where they spread no, out? No, no, no. I mean, I, I would Not say a ghetto in the sense that it there was, were areas, it was well, I mean, impoverished. I, there but, were you know. no, they were all. I mean, ethnic ethnic minorities tend to live generally in the same area, vicinity. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, from that that perspective, uh, pretty much. I mean, I would say Northeast Philly, which is where they most of them lived. That was kind of. Uh, I mean. Jewish families would live there, but I mean, so would Italian families. And so it was kind of an ethnic melting pot, Northeast Philly. Okay. Uh, And that's where, that's where everybody lived. That's where uh, my mother and father lived. That's where, um, you know, my Aunt Rita and Uncle Uncle Jack lived. And everybody kind of lived in the same area. Who's Aunt Rita and Uncle Jack? That's the Uncle Jack is my uncle that's my mom's brother oh okay um so everybody kind of generally lived in a in a similar area gotcha and and that would include you know ben my uncle ben and his wife ruth so they yeah everybody pretty much lived together i think henry henry lived uh separate because he worked at the university of pennsylvania and so he i think he lived downtown which was you know it was a trek. Right. I mean, you, you took the subway, uh, but it was, you know, it, it required some time to get downtown. But we didn't live in, uh, that. my parents didn't live in Jackson. I mean, didn't live in Philly that long. Because, once, they were, once they were married? Yeah, because they were married in, I was born in 44. They would have been married in either 41, I think. 41, 42, something like that. And then when I was two and a half years old, that's when we moved to Jacksonville. So how old were your parents when when you were born? Uh, My dad was, I think my mom was 25 when I was born, and my dad was 30. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Because that's how how old I was when you were born. When I was born. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, she, I mean, that was getting, that that was late for people to get married in those days. My dad, you know, being 30 years old and not being married. And my mother, too. I think I think my grandmother thought well, he was my mother married was going to be You said he was married in 41 and then he was 30 when you were born. So he right. would have been like, what, like 27 probably when he was, when they got married? Oh, Three yeah, years. I guess so. Yeah. If you're doing the uh, the mathematical. Yeah. Calculation yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, that's still late, though. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, they thought 
they thought he was, the, you know, my mom, they, they, I think my mom's parents thought she was going to be a spinster. She wasn't going to get married because she wasn't married. Even though she, she got, I mean, she got married at what, like 2022? I mean, no, that was late. Most women were getting married at 18, 19 years right old. Out of, right out of high school. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You better find yourself a man. Settle I guess. Down. Somebody, a provider. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's, so that I guess that's the story in general. Any other questions? No, I find that, I find that to be well. I mean, anything the, interesting. The, the question was: Is how how did Milton and Lillian unite? Where where was the connection? Oh, where was the connection? I think they, it was because uh, I mean, so Papa was up at up at they were in Atlantic City, and he no, decided no, 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 to come no, no. back. He decided to come down for for school in no. Philly. Well, that's no the, the job. His job was in Philly. Atlantic City just was where he grew up as a kid. Right. It didn't but they any, didn't. But they didn't. You said they. So he they, he was born in Philly. They and and they had she had the boarding house there, and then they moved it up to Atlantic City. Right. And so he grew up there. I assume graduated high school in that. Yeah, area. he went to Atlantic City. And and, high, then, yeah. and then, but then he came back to Philly to go to Drexel and. Well, or they, he, he, how did how did that how did that work? Well, remember he worked. He went to work for Rad, of, for Radbill Oil. Oh, okay. And that was his job was in Philly in because Philly. that's where Radbill Oil was. There Got wasn't it. anything in Atlantic City. Zippo. I mean, Atlantic City was strictly a place to go to go to the beach. Right. There just wasn't gambling. No, no, there was oh, no there was gambling. Any, any no, gambling no, no. This going is on. this is the forties. There was no gambling in in New, at least there wasn't any legal gambling. Right. Uh, I mean, Atlantic Atlantic City was a hotbed for the mob. Yeah. So there was probably a lot of gambling going on, but uh, it wasn't legal. So there really wasn't anything going on as far as you know, a way to earn a living, a real living. And so he went. He got this. A great job, from what I understand, with uh, his uncle's firm. And so that's, you know, that starts his. And then, of course, he went after he graduated high school and took the job that he went to, was going to Drexel at night. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, so where so where did that connection? I, the only connection made? that I know of is, is that I think dad was introduced to my mother by a mutual friend. It was maybe a, you know, kind of a blind date. Right. Not blind, but, you know, there's there an introduction. And my, my father was looking, from what I understand, he was looking for a bride. It was time for him to get married. In his mind, it was time for him to get married. Right. So. He was going to be a spinster. No, if he didn't I think he, you know, he got her, he got around, I guess, but he decided, you know, did, he wanted okay. to get married and have a family. Yeah. So he was a ladies man. He got around. That what I is that? Well, I you just said he got I around. Know what is that? I wasn't around. Huh. He but, never divulged any. No, no. Information of. We never discussed. Past I think my mom mentioned it a couple of times he was. You know, he had he had a nice dating life before her, 
But uh, I mean, he had a good job. Sounds like he did have a good job. He seemed like he was a and my he mother was fairly but, well put together. My mother was was you know he was not a bad looking guy. He was he was tall. I mean, relatively tall. He's five eleven, so he decent looking guy. Right. And uh, my mom was she was nice looking, and so you know it it worked out. He said she'll do. No, I think there was. I think there was more to it than that. <laughs> there was more courting that had to be done than just yeah, like the yeah walking off the boat. Yeah. But they were they were obvious from everything I ever saw with my parents. They were very committed to each other, very committed. My dad, there's strictly one woman man. That was my my dad was no question about that, and same for mom. You know, she was. She was very happy being a house. You know, every the, the back in those days, the roles were very set. You know, husband was the breadwinner, and the mother was the mother. She, right. she, the woman was. She the handled mother. the right. household economics. That was it. He went to work and earned a living. Came home, and every you know, she took care of the kids, and that's the way things were. Back in the 40s and 50s. So that's the way things worked. Right. As far as my earliest memory was, uh, I don't think I have any memories of Philadelphia. At least, you know, not when I, I was I mean, you said you were only two years old. Two and a half years old. Yeah. You know. But I do remember, I mean, as I probably could have been two and a half. I remember getting off a bus in Jacksonville. My first memory is basically getting off a bus in Jacksonville. Hmm. In uh, getting a off school the bus. bus or getting off the bus? No, like no, you guys this was moved this down. was a city bus, right? Uh, getting off with my mother and uh, walking from the bus stop to an apartment that they were renting in Jacksonville Beach. That's my earliest memory. So you guys were living on the beach. We did live on the beach. We rented a house on the beach, and then uh, I think after, you know, I think. After a year, uh, the business was doing well enough. They bought a house in uh, in Jacksonville. Now, was that that wasn't the house that that they lived in that I remember? Was it that it wasn't? No, that no, no, no. This was because uh, I was told he built that house, the house that 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 he was living in, that he basically passed away in. Oh, oh, no, 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 in no, Beauclair. no, no. That was no. We owned the he. He, they bought a house. Uh, it was beautiful location. It was this. It was actually like catty corner to the grammar school. So the house, the first house he bought on Flagler Avenue in Jacksonville, was this. Uh, two, it was like a duplex building, and up down uh, two apartments. Uh, they they he bought the building. My parents lived on the first floor. And my aunt lived on the second floor. Hmm. And then ultimately, the lot was big enough where he built another, like, I think four apartments on the rear of that that lot. Because in those days, you could, I, I think you could get the zoning to such a level that he built these four apartments and he rented that out. So uh, we lived there until... I think I was smart play. 
What was I? I was building going the, into building the, the apartments on the lot there. Yeah. Um, I think I was in the eighth grade. So it would have been like 1958 that uh, we left. We moved from that house and uh, bought a new house in South Jackson. Well, of course, the house on Flagler Avenue was in South Jacksonville. But then we moved to the suburbs right. in uh, 1958. And there probably and then, wasn't much out there at that point, was there? Well, it was, it was no, it was... It was starting to be, it was kind of the place to start moving, you know, for people. It was up and coming. Yeah, it was. The neighborhoods were, uh, I I started high school at Landon High School in Jacksonville, but I was only there for one semester. And then we moved, which was, that was a little uh, discombobulating. For you? Yeah, for me, because we moved in the middle of the school year. So that meant I started at DuPont. At uh, in the middle of my of the eighth grade, and it was uh, it was a little tough getting used to. I mean, I got I got bullied a little bit oh, because of uh, you know one moving from Landon because Landon and Dupont were big rivals, right in Jacksonville. So that wasn't any fun, and uh, but it didn't take long to get acclimated, and then. Uh, I mean, you were a pretty tall kid, right? Like, I mean, when did you, when did you By that spring time, up? Yeah, I was, I guess I, you know, I was about, I was a little over six feet tall. And, uh, but I was more involved. I mean, I like, I like playing uh, intramural sports, but I was never involved in, uh, first of all, my parents wouldn't let me play. I wanted to go out for football. But um, that was a no go. So I your dad, up, your dad stood firm on that too, or yeah, it was well, mainly I think my mother was wasn't happy, not. and right. so my father just said, "Forget it. Right. You need to focus on your academics." <laughs> because I was never a very good student. <laughs> never. It was uh, always a hassle, and so I think my father figured if I ended up, you know, joining the bas- the football team that I would never study and uh, and I'd never I certainly wouldn't be getting any athletic scholarships either. Right. So but little did he know maybe it would have provided the structure that maybe, you that you needed. That meant that maybe so. Know. But I ended up being in the band uh because I had taken uh clarinet lessons as a kid. So I ended up being in the band which turned out to be a very, very formative experience for me very formative because of the band lead the um band director a guy named bill swore amazing individual uh, just um interesting that you remember his name obviously made an impact oh yeah i mean he was i think of all the teachers i had in high school other than maybe one or two others he was a a really uh, formative force in my life, you know, teaching me uh, just, you know, structure, being on time, you know, focus. Um, he, he was just a, a real leader. So I learned a lot. He, I think he had a tremendous impact on a lot of kids. And uh, ultimately, he became the uh, 
director of the music department at uh, LSU. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So going from a high school, you know, music teacher, or band sure. director to the leader, the, I mean, the head of the entire music department at Louisiana State was a hell of an accomplishment. And, and most of it was because of what he was able to accomplish at DuPont, where, I, you know, during the time that I knew him. So he was a very formative, very big influence in my life, for sure. I reached a point, there was a, everybody, I think, has a turning point in their life. And my turning point was probably after my sophomore year of college. Up until that point, I was coasting. I never really uh, did much. I didn't invest my time into schoolwork. Not saying I didn't learn. I, I did learn, but it was, I didn't achieve the level, a level that I could have easily achieved by focusing on my schoolwork, I was much more involved in the social areas of life as opposed to schoolwork. Like what in particular? Like what? What? Girls. I mean, Girl. Oh, that was it. You were, oh, just, man. you were just chasing. That's all the time. That's all there was, man. It was just <laughs> how do how do I figure out how to get to the weekend? Right. That was or or I mean I was heavy into cars. You know, just loved cars. I raced cars. Um, I so cars and women. That was my focus in high school. So did you did you achieve that? I mean, obviously, it sounds like the cars oh. you you did you did some well, fun stuff. As with you that. well know, I met your mother when I was in. You know, she was she was uh, when we first met. You know, I was I was seventeen. She was fifteen. Right. So she was one of the women that I was uh, very interested in. Sure. But, I mean, were there others before that? I mean, obviously, oh, sure. 17, we're talking about an entirety of high school. Well, I let's, mean, I mean were we, were the, we, there were, you know, a I few. Mean, I wasn't, you know, like it wasn't wild <laughs> in that. But, yeah, I mean, I dated a few. I started. You I didn't mean, have a stable is what you're saying. No, no, no. no, no, no I was, no. I like to focus on one at a time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Tough enough to deal with one. So <laughs> I mean, two hey, two would have been beyond you know, my capability. Some people are able to multitask. Yeah, not know. me. No, no. To carry, yeah. but uh, no, I couldn't. I just couldn't focus on school. I had my hormones were running most everything in my brain at that point. So <laughs> chances of uh, much of anything else were just not not happening. So but, would you say settling down with? Mom is what ended up being the crux of of nah, was that not so much. No, not really. I mean, not honestly. No, um, I, I think because I mean, when I was a sophomore in college, you know th that that when I actually made the decision, I was going to change my process. Uh, your mother was your mother was somewhat involved. But I just, I think I just finally figured out, you know, this is, I'm, man, I'm wasting an awful lot of time. I mean, this was it is, more that she was at Alabama with Joe Willie? And no, your mother and I were split 
at that point. We were not involved right while when she was at the University of Alabama. So I was dating other people, and she was dating other people. But after um, we got back together, I think we we were pretty serious. I mean, she was what she would have been nineteen. Uh, All right. I mean, I, 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 I want to go back to the idea of what what the springboard was that the reason that you decided. But that was the the, the change. Just was I had. I finally, it finally got into my brain, you know, I'm playing with the rest of my life here. I better do something. I better stop this fooling around and just playing around with life and, and, you know, do something. I mean, focus on my studies. You were at JU at this point in time? Yeah, yeah. And things really started to, uh, uh, my grades Got to be real good, and I got you know I was on president's list, and, you know, and I got involved in student government, and um, so you know I graduated pretty pretty high in my class uh, at JU in in sixty uh, seven, and your mother and I that at, at that point that's when uh, I mean we had made the decision to get married, so. We got engaged when I was 21, she was 19, and we got married when I was 22 and she was 20. So you went like zero to 60. You were you were at a place and you just said, hey, it's it's time to go. Yeah. And, but and, and uh, but I, there was a sea change in, in the in my trajectory. And and that was the the sea change uh, in trajectory was I was just gonna I had a Bachelor's in business administration. Uh, I was pretty good at sales. And so I just assumed, you know, I'd take the normal. I got a job uh, with Sealand uh, in, in uh, sales, in management and sales. And that was my first, that was going to be my first job out of, out of school. And then something big happened. But I guess we'll leave that for another time. Oh, okay. Cliffhanger. Well, it was cool hanging out. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs>